You were dancing to like Shoop. No, not to Shoop. Uh, yeah, Mariah Carey. Shoop. Y- yeah, Mariah Carey. Da-do. Yes. Yeah. You were obsessed with Mariah Carey. Always be my baby. That's so Mariah great Carey song. was you, and then I was Belle Biv DeVoe. Do me. Yeah, you love that song. Wow. I- <laughs> Never seen anybody react. Quite Don't that you way. like? This? Isn't that a good one? This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 98 of The Real Word. Word is up. You know what I realized, and yeah. I should have been conscientious of it just then. Whenever you're talking, I always give the same face. Hmm. I've noticed all the thumbnails. I'm always like, wow. like zombie-like. So I should well, start, maybe you should have Jill pick a different thumbnail. I should just start smiling when you're doing our intro. Yeah. So it's like just I'm, smile the I'm whole shiny. Time. And, While I do the show, you can bright. sit there and smile. How are you today? I'm doing really good. How are good. you? I'm great. Yeah? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a, a lot to talk about. There was a pretty big vote with mm-hmm. NAR. We're going to get into that right off the bat with racket number one. We're getting into, there was a five-part series on Inman talking about the end of the open house from 1919 to 2019. That'll be racket number two. And mm-hmm. this week we do have a couple marketeers. We're looking for you to tell us which one was better. So let's go right into racket number one. Mm-hmm. Narboard overwhelmingly approves the pocket listing policy. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's interesting. This is a 729 to 70 votes. So, yeah, it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's interesting is it just reminds you that there's 800, 800? member board. I like, feel like why? They must pay. They must pay to be a board member. Like, that's the only reason they, to have that many members. They're like, you know what? We are short on some cash. Let's let's allow more board members and they have to pay or something to be a board every member. Every time I it's hear that only... number, I'm like, what is going on? But let's get into what we're really talking about here. Uh, they've approved this Ooh, pocket listing policy. It looks like policy. somebody then didn't vote. Yeah, one person just they didn't you know show what? up. I, I'm not going to vote. They're like, ah, you know what? Seven ninety nine. I'm going to go dance on a party hmm. bus for my retreat. So they voted to approve the clear cooperation policy. Sounds like uh, our government or something with, with these names, which will require listing brokers to submit a listing to the multiple listing service within one business day mm-hmm. of marketing the property to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will, as a result, will effectively end the growing practice of publicizing listings for days or weeks without making it universally available to other agents. Right. So this is where, like, I feel like I'm having a hard time deciphering, like, what that all means. Because in my mind, they're just looking for the paperwork, right? Which... Looking for the paperwork, but or it's like saying in, in that they're but they want it on MLS because it's very different from giving the paperwork and then putting it on MLS. I mean, you could, we're, we're going to link up the the Inman it's article. There's a whole bunch of other stuff me. that you can if you go into the Inman comments. That's when you're going to really get confused. Like, oh, everyone's all over the place. Everybody is all over the place. What they're, if the what if the seller doesn't want to be on MLS? I'm certain they yeah. could still sign a form that that there, prevents there is a that. Pretty good infogram link that breaks down a lot of this stuff i'm going to read to you what in, a, in just a second here what connecticut is doing i, I do believe our mls smart mls kind of has this thing figured out already uh I, I do think the five rules the five bullet point rules make a lot of sense right but i'll tell you what this is all about do you really want to know what this is all about what well, this nar board vote is all about i think you want to tell them even if they don't want to know it's all about nar versus compass they the nar board 
the brokers, the whoever doesn't want to see Compass doing what they've been doing over the last however many months, however many, you know, couple of years, whatever it's been, where they're putting listings on their website for two weeks before they put it on the MLS, right? That's what this whole entire 729 to 70 vote is. It's NAR versus Compass, okay? So that is what it is. I, I'm actually interested to see, and it, and it says it in the end of this article somewhere, um, what they say here is, uh, da, 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 da. oh, here it is. It may be restraining a business practice that is perfect, perfectly legal, and it may also serve to drive members away from the MLS. Will that happen? Will a big name mm -hmm. like Compass or another big name out there actually get out of the National Association of Realtors one day? Oh, I don't know the answer to that one. I just feel like I'm like a, still like so a, one of the big like five or six names because they could still have the paperwork and they could still stay on their website. Yes, well, right? let me tell you what I we mean, do that's... here in in Connecticut and CT. We don't get a lot of things right, but I think this one could be mm, not many right. Uh, the first is a traditional listing, which mu must be ready to act as a normal listing with, within 48 hours. Now, you might say 48 hours. We disagree with that, obviously, because we, right. we do five pillars when we put up a listing. Professional photos, aerials, video, mm -hmm. uh, professional ad copy, mm -hmm. and floor plans on every single one of our listings. Mm -hmm. You can't get all five done within 48 hours, right? Right. So what we do is number two. We do a delayed listing on all of our listings. So you sign the listing contract, you, you talk to the seller, the mm -hmm. owner, right. uh, about what the 48-hour window means and about all the marketing that they agreed to and that, right. hey, we're just going to do a delayed listing. Uh, we're not going to be showing it. We're not going to be mm -hmm. you know, marketing it. We're, we're just going to be collecting our marketing. So that's a delayed listing form. Uh, number three is a coming soon. These listings are submitted into the MLS within 48 hours of the signed agreement, and they, they have to go active at a certain date, which cannot exceed 14 days total as a coming soon, you cannot show, cannot show it. the property during those 14 days. Yep. So you still can create this coming soon excitement. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. It's still open. Well, to which all is the perfect agents. too, because if you, if especially if your client is still sort of like primping and all, but you know that in two weeks you're like really close to like say like Thanksgiving yeah. or something, it's sort of like the perfect thing to do. You can also market. A listing number four here as withhold. They're submitted to the MLS, but they're not displayed to any other agents or distributed to third party partals at the direction of the seller who mm -hmm. must sign the form. And then number five, uh, these listings may be publicly marketed at the direction of the listing agent and seller. However, they cannot be made as active in the MLS until at least 30 days following the listing execution. This link, somebody put this together, this infogram. I should give them credit. Uh, M-R-E-D, Midwest Real Estate Data. There's a whole bunch of stuff in here. I don't yeah. know how many pages it is. It's, it's quite It's quite extensive. It, I'll also link this yeah, up. Yeah, that's super helpful. Yeah. It, yeah. So... To me, all this does is stop you from being able to do like the real definition of a pocket listing, which is just share it with a few the people, people. You know. yeah. Um, but traditionally, but again, I don't we don't do pocket listings really here. Mm -mm. Um, so I can't really speak to it. But I feel like, though, if you if if you are a seller, um, you are aware that your listing is a pocket listing. Right. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm I mean, certain there, there's there tons have... of sellers are like, hey, like I'd be willing to sell. Here's the like I'll give you a contract. I just like I'm 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 not there... like actively trying to sell, or I would sell for the right price, or I mean, yep. there have been times when sellers want the the pocket listing, and and, and here's where it really gets a, where I think people are getting um, aggravated with this rule. Some people is that you can now no longer take a listing and just put it on your website. Hey, I don't want to rack up days on market, but you've got a really, uh, you've got a lot of reach on your website, Mr. Right. Broker. Why don't you just put it on your website? We'll let it sit there for a couple of years. We'll see, I know I'm half a million overpriced, but we'll see if somebody comes along. Yeah. And I'm not racking up days on Zillow, I'm not racking up days on the MLS. Mm -hmm. That's what they're stopping here. Um, but again, it's all at the direction of the client. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot imagine, and I'd like to maybe. If maybe, you're a NAR member, they're stopping that. But but remember, if you're an agent that decides to get out of NAR, yeah, because you have client base that wants, uh, you know, or you want to do everything pocket, right? Well, right. And again, that's client driven, though. I mean, because if the client wants to be on MLS, they're going to go to someone that is yeah. that has access to MLS. If it, they don't want to be on MLS then they're going to, you know, go after that, too. So regardless, it's I feel like there was a lot of words. I feel like, again, they were talking about handing in paperwork, but then talking about getting it on MLS. You, if you're going to be in NAR, you got to follow the rules, right? right? Like if you were going to play in the NFL, Nicole. Yeah, what maybe. Could you do? I don't know. I think I might rip someone's helmet off and might hit him over the hit head. Hit him over the head. You geez, know, yeah, I mean, let's go. Insane. I mean, that was ridiculous. But um, anyway, I But we if digress. you're going to play in the NFL, there's rules, right? Like a couple of years ago, everybody got heated about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Oh, he's back. He might be back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, with him taking a knee, right? Everybody went crazy, or some people went crazy, I should say. Well, at that time, there wasn't really a rule. So he kind of got a bad deal. There wasn't a rule that you couldn't kneel. Now there is a rule in the NFL. If you don't want to stand for, for the national anthem, you stand in the tunnel. This is an agreement that the owners in the NFL made. So if you want to play in the NFL, you either get out there and you stand for the anthem. Right. Or you sit in the tunnel in the locker room. You have two choices. Right. If you want to be a member of NAR, right? Mm -hmm. And listen, I've been critical of NAR multiple times if you're mm -hmm. following this show but if you want to be a member of nar and they make a rule you got to follow the rules or you get out it, yeah. it's just really that simple or maybe you could become the 801st board member mm, could i be the 801 that would be interesting you know what else i'm going to link up here so i'm going to link up the the inman article i'm going to mm -hmm. link up the um mred data uh infogram yeah. and i'm also going to link up a video with some of the best agents in our country. Tom yeah. Toole and Scott Compa. they interviewed the bright MLS chairman, John Coyle. It was a 30-minute interview. And, and so this chairman of the hmm. bright MLS, John. I feel like I should have watched that before we yeah. um, dove into this he, podcast. He, uh, he kind of explains it the way I believe the Connecticut MLS has it from my understanding. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. And they are actually 10% of all MLSs in the country. So they've got a little bit of weight there, the mm -hmm. largest MLS hmm. uh, combination. And so, th you know, three places to go and find information. I, I will tell you right now, the comment sections, while we should be having this conversation, are getting a little bit confusing. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, what do I think is a, do I think this is a racket or not? It's their rule. Uh but I think it's really about compass. So hmm. that could be a racket. All right, racket number two. Are open houses 
over? Is it dead? Like, you know, they're talking about 1919 to 2019. 100 years. years and now it houses. could be dead. Do you believe that? Do I believe open houses are dead? Yeah. Currently? Yeah. In 2019? Yeah, in no. 2020. No, I do not think open houses are dead. Although, again, so this was a five-part series on Inman. Each one sort of went through like a different part. What are they again? Yeah, we'll link the up the fifth sort of like part the and you can go back um, right at the top I, I, and look I, at them I all. actually, my fa- did you print out all of them? Because my favorite- No, I didn't print out all of them. Oh, because my favorite one was part four. They were pretty much calling- I'll, I'll bring up part four Real for estate you. agents, hookers- Standing on the side of the road waiting to be hired. Yeah, part four said that... We were dirty. Open houses are dirty, dirty. because we're like just soliciting. Click so, it, click it. You're yeah, not clicking it. You're I just did. It's not... Um, Uh-oh. No, it's, it's not coming up. Anyways, in the future, an open house without, without the house, that's what caught my attention, part five. Technology mm-hmm. is turning open houses into data generators and eliminating the need to visit property in the first place. Meanwhile, agents are staging bigger and bigger events. I think you need to stage a bigger and bigger event for sure if you're going to be doing an open house. I mean, you definitely have to do that if you want some people to come in for it to be like worth your time. Um, I mean, but we do have to obviously come to terms with the fact that um, excuse me, open houses were started in 1919 and life is very different now. So... I don't think you necessarily have to go to an open house to preview a house, but I mean, what sells a house though? People coming into a home. So if having an open house is going to get more, years anyway. more people into the house, then like, I don't think it's dead. I so, think that it's still a very effective way to get bodies in the house. If they're not even buyers, at least some feedback so you can get to your seller to figure out where they need to sort of work on or. <clears throat> so I just me, did I a, a uh, yeah, you do. I can I hear the tickle from here. Yeah. So I just did a podcast uh last week with liz novello gary v's sister she's a real estate agent new jersey i was driving down with with sam to new jersey and so i'm just listening to some of her recent content on Mm -hmm. the way down Mm -hmm. right and uh, i follow her on instagram you guys should too you guys should actually go listen to the byron lucene podcast with her i knew this was coming today i mean any opportunity to drop it um anyways one of her recent instagram videos she talks about sellers you know, restricting the schedule of when people, buyers can see homes, right? right. Uh, Tuesdays don't work for me. Yeah. Oh, Wednesday afternoon, my dog's there and yeah, dog yeah, out, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Oh my gosh, you really want to sell? And so she did a video about, especially in the first three to four weeks, make sure your house is accessible at all times, you know, right. not midnight, but all normal times right. for a buyer. It's super important. Yep. I believe open houses especially with the way things are going, iBuyer, the access to homes. Mm -hmm. I believe that open houses are actually in the future, believe it or not, going to get longer. To your point, are going to be a bigger experience. Mm -hmm. There's going to be more things involved. There's probably going to be collaboration with local businesses more often than Mm -hmm. there is now. Right. And I think it's going to go both ways. I think you're going to have more people coming through the technology, open house, whatever that looks like. Mm And I think you're also going to see a growing number of people access homes physically mm-hmm. because I don't believe in the next 10, even probably 20 years, but definitely, I mean, I will go on record for the next 10 years. 
I do not believe you're going to see an uptick in the next 10 years of people buying properties sight unseen. The tech isn't mm. that good yet. No, no. Well, buying a home is a feeling, though. You don't get a feeling from a photo you, or you feeling may from a 3D. You have like this, this ex AR experience, virtual experience, whatever, you, whatever the stuff. I don't even know what I'm talking about when I start talking about that stuff. But you may have a world in the future where you I can literally experience the home without being there. But I'll tell you what, the tech isn't there right now, mm -mm. and it's not going to be there over the next 10 years the way it's trending. And there's so many buyers, though, too, that, I mean, you hear it all the time, like they want to do, like they want to go to the listing agent. So what a perfect opportunity to potentially meet the listing agent at, like, at an open house, though, too. And it's super easy for you to get sort of in and out without having to contact them to, like, set up a showing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't see them going away. I do understand some of the arguments in here, obviously. I think part two was about safety i mean you do have to be a little a little smart about it all but um yep, yep. there's thing and, and we're talking about that with open door and airbnb the last couple episodes right. i think safety when you're getting more access to inventory because some of this inventory is going to be empty yeah you got to be worried about safety and cameras and all this kind of stuff and, and, I, and I think as real estate agents as general especially if you're a female out there you, you've got to be worried about safety yeah on shellings never yeah. mind open houses right and it's actually pretty interesting too because the very first where this open house thing started was a gentleman that um it was a condo complex i believe and he was giving away a cadillac and it's interesting because um i just hosted a parade of homes like wrap-up party and i would say probably Five out of the ten. No, actually, it was probably like six. It was a majority of the builders were actually talking about the fact that, you know, it's time for them to bring even that back to give these bonuses to these buyers. They need to give some sort of initiative, like to get them to like pull the trigger, want to live there. Um, so, again, it's interesting. I mean, even though yeah, it's I, 100 I, years, I think it's, some a, things haven't changed. I think this is a total racket. Um <laughs> I believe tech and branding and all this stuff that we're using is going to drive, and certainly iBuyer is going to drive more open house, longer open houses. Mm -hmm. I think longer you, for sure because they're just going to want to come at their leisure. Yeah, I think yeah. if, if uh, this gets reposted in 15 years, it might not be a racket, but right. today this is a total racket. Total racket. All right. Uh, we have some marketeers. So we do. We you, guys you guys get to vote. Yeah, we asked you guys for some marketeers, and we had a couple people – our buddy Colin Cameron, he uh, he recommended Chisi Yan. That's 100% right. Uh, Chisi Yan. 100% right. Yeah, Chisi Yan. And uh, he also, and then uh, John Strauss recommended this Old Town Realtor rap. So it's a it's a parody off of a Little Nas X. Uh, is that how I say that, Suave? Little Nas X? Do you so like Little Nas X? No, we don't like little Nas X. Uh -oh. We like the real Nas. Yes. Right? Nostradamus. So how are we doing this? Are we gonna are they are we playing both of them right now? Or they we have are to not watch gonna play link? both of them. They're in the links. Uh the high the the chief By TV. the way, I just have to let you guys all know, um, Byron had no idea who Kira Knightley was. So Kira Knightley. So when he watched the one of these, oh, he wow. just he thought that she was a team member. She was a team he didn't member. understand it. We should have recorded that. Which one do you think's the winner? 
Um, this is a f- clip out of like basically a parody of, of this movie. Yes. With uh, with the actor that you just yes, mentioned. It, so it's from Actress. Love Actually. They did a, a, a scene out of the, the that Christmas movie, Love Actually. Um, and then the Ray Fernandez team did a parody off of this. Yeah. Uh, Old Town Road. So I don't I don't think that I want to give. Song. Let's how about we go next week? We'll tell which one we like next week mm. after they've already voted. And we'll say if yeah. we agree or disagree with their vote. Yeah. So you guys may become a racket if you pick the wrong one. Let us know in the comments what you thought of these two videos. Are you doing anything like this? Is anybody in your market doing anything like this? Put it in the comments if you see something out there super creative. Uh, of course, we'd love to know how you feel about the NAR vote. And uh, and also, do you think open houses are dead? Is, is there going to be no open houses in 2020 all of a sudden? Uh, I doubt it. All right, guys. Keep it real. Thank see ya. You.